All righty. Good morning, everyone. Today on the T Podcast, we have uh, Senior Pastor Sean Walker with the Bayou Church. We're going to be talking with him about the brand new addition to the church campus that was uh, in, I don't know if you remember, Hurricane Delta back in 2020 wrecked their church, and they were able to uh, start a for like a better word, to go fund me inside the church. <laughs> I've never called it that, but it is. But yeah, it so is. to build a new portion of the church that was damaged for their church, and we're going to be talking about that. So sit back and enjoy the talk. Before we get too far, I want to let you know about our presenting sponsor uh, is Chase Group Construction. So Chase Group is basically a local company that is a design-build firm. They take the lead and become your one point of contact for the entire design-build process, which is a very important thing nowadays because it's a... somewhat convoluted whenever you try to mix everybody together. So they have it all kind of in one spot. They have a diverse portfolio of projects that range from medical to popular restaurants like the Fat Pats you've been seeing around town and also to multi-unit shopping center developments. So you can check out their website. You can see it on screen. It's chasegroupconstruction.com. And, uh, yeah, go give them some love. And if you need something built, they are the guys to go to. There's a bunch of guys in town, but... They were sponsoring us, so <laughs> they are the guys to go to. Uh, plus, they're great people, man. Uh, great local company. So, all right. So, Sean, how goes it? Goes well. It's good to be back with you, Ben. It's yeah. good to see you. I think, what is this? This makes with the third time? This is the third one. The first one was succession between my father, who was, you know, stepping into the founding pastor role after 35 right, years. Right, right. And then the last one was probably about a year ago when we were kind of beginning construction, breaking ground, and stepping into this new project. And here's the third one. Yeah, the world of construction, <laughs> uh, raising money, of course. Um, so I don't think we need to go too far into your background and who you guys are, because, I mean, this is the third time. I think we we should have gotten that figured out, but... Uh, I guess to summarize, for those that may not know who you are, um, just give us a little bit about you, and then we'll go into the conversation. Well, I bet you've got some new listeners. You've been growing, man. Developing Lafayette is such a cool... It's like it's like who we are. It's amazing. So I'm, I'm honored to be here, and I bet you got some new listeners. So if they weren't here before, Sean Walker, lead pastor of the Bayou Church. The Bayou Church has been here for over 50 years, and um, I have the ridiculous life privilege to get to be the pastor of this amazing place. We are imperfect, imperfect people, imperfect organization who serves and worships a perfect God. Um, and that really is our why. Um, our lives have been transformed by the gospel, by this concept of that it's not about rules, but of a relationship that we don't do enough good. And, you know, God goes, okay, you did enough. Now you get to come in. But instead, Jesus came and did it all for us. And if we just trust and put our faith in him, he'll transform our lives. Um, he'll forgive us, he'll redeem us, he'll work from the inside out, and he'll begin to guide and to grow us. And, and I'm a walking example of that. I would be a, a hot mess dumpster fire apart from my relationship with Christ, honestly. I'd be, I'd be in a ditch somewhere. Yeah. I kid you not. Um, 
And because of what Christ has done in my life, I now get to live out my purpose. I now get to have more blessings than I can count. I get to be a part of his work and his mission. Um, and that's what our entire purpose as a church is for existing, is to help people um, experience a transformed life and to know God, to find community, to make a difference. So that's our why. Like That's yeah. why we've been doing what we've been doing. And a quick summary of how we got here is, uh, so January 1, 2020, my dad moves. He'd been there for 35 years. He moves into the founding pastor role and um, says, all right, Sean, you're in charge now. <laughs> and then March of 2020, COVID hits. Oh, right? yeah. And we're thinking, uh, maybe a Sunday, maybe two Sundays. And seven months later, we've been online only for seven months. And I pick on my dad. I'm like, dad, you knew COVID was coming. You got out right at the right time. Yeah. Like, y'all, y'all can have this. He, he was like, all right. <laughs> but obviously we know that's not true. Yeah, right, but really right. he, he set us up. God set us up because though 2020 was very challenging. We saw some ministry like we've never seen before in our, uh, in our lives, in our history. And so we're online only for seven months. In September, we have our first regathering Sunday, like the first time we in person in seven months. I know it's wild. And then two to three Sundays later, October 9th, Hurricane Delta, a relatively small storm for us, Category 2. Like most Category 2, people aren't even leaving, right? Yeah, it's like, your, your patio get, furniture Yeah, get the around. barbecue pit ready. That's what people are saying for Category 2 storm. And so we're like, okay, we'll just, you know, kind of bunker down and embrace and see what happens. Well, as soon as the storm cleared... Um, the uh, building, half of our campus was destroyed. The adjuster came in and said, this isn't Category 2 storm damage. This is Category 4. Yeah. And it basically shifted. We had that, that old skating rink. It was called Roller City. If you've been in Katie in a long time, you know. A lot oh, of I haven't. So <laughs> I did see pictures from a while back on Yul's website or some other pictures. But, uh, yeah, Roller City, right? Roller City, wow. man. Uh, so we bought that building in the, I can't remember if it was the 80s or the 90s, but we've had it for a few decades. And we've been basically uh, redoing the inside of it for 20, 30 years. Yeah, and that was the backside of Lafayette back in the day. It was, yeah. There was nothing out there, absolutely nothing. Two-lane road on Collie Saloon. Um, and so we we go to the campus after the storm, see if there's any damage. And the, the hurricane had lifted that entire roof, shifted it, and dropped it back down. And so it was a total loss. Awesome. And so, yeah. Hey, yeah. Back on <laughs> campus two Sundays. And so. You Just know, what the, you need. The, <laughs> I'm thinking, good night. Like, Lord, what is going on? Like, if, do I need to leave? Do I need to, like, quit or something? And that I mean, I was, wasn't really asking that. But we just said, okay, Lord, you got to show us. There's got to be yeah. a reason. You, you tell us in your word there's a purpose behind everything, everything. And so, Lord, show us what it is. And we began to uh, just gather our leadership, pray, um, talk with some industry experts, um, and dream. And we had three choices, really. It was to either do nothing, which wasn't an option because we now had 100% of our people in half of our campus. It was packed in like sardines. So we could... We couldn't do nothing. We could go backwards and rebuild the old skating rink. Right. It's a 50-year-old building, had a ton of inefficiencies, and we just knew that's not good use of stewardship of resources. Yeah, and sometimes rebuilding a structure like that costs even like almost as much or more than just build new. It did. It did. <laughs> so we worked yeah. with um, an amazing design build uh, firm called Kent, and they, they presented the options, and they said, look, you can um, – you can redesign, but because the space is so inefficiently laid out, 
you're actually going to have to rebuild more square footage. If you start from scratch and you rebuild from scratch, you don't need as much square footage because you're building it inefficient. I mean, remember, we're taking a, a skating rink and turning it into a church, right? Right. So if you build from the ground up, and so it was technically, it wasn't significantly less, but it was technically less square footage and less cost to third option, step out and build something new. And so we went for it. We just felt like God closed door number one, which is to do nothing. He closed door number two, which is to unwisely pour money into what was, but instead go forward. Now, this is my first year. (laughs) And the size of the project was significant. And I'm sitting here going, Lord, this, I can't do this. If this is you calling us to this, calling this team, this congregation to, I'm in, but I need clarity that it's you. And he did. He confirmed that in many ways. And so uh, we- What a test, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah, I bet. Again, after being online only in church, you know, everything, the whole world getting thrown upside down. Um, But we knew what appeared to be a setback was truly a set up from God to do something new. Now, again, the purpose, our mission as an organization, as I mentioned, isn't to build buildings. It's not like God's going to call us to heaven one day and go, okay, now tell me how many square feet you built. No, right, right. He doesn't care about square feet. We don't care about square feet. What we care about is people. Okay. And we knew that if we did nothing, that it would limit our ability to reach people for Christ. And so living out our faith as not just a pastor and a staff, but as a whole congregation, I cast the vision in front of the church and said, here's what I think God is calling us to do. Here's what our leadership thinks God is calling us to do. And uh, in 2022, we, begin, we, we all said we're in. Our congregation began giving crazy. I mean, like super sacrificial, generous, some people making enormous sacrifices to give an additional $50 a month. Other people making enormous sacrifices in the lines of donating their entire salary to give to this building. Really? I mean, unbelievable response from our people. I couldn't imagine. Right? I mean, like unbelievable. And our family is too. Like I had to, I get to lead the way in this charge. We, we've led the, again, my dad did this. My dad always led the way. He didn't say, Hey, y'all go work hard. I'm going to sit on the sidelines. He said, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to go first in the hard things. I'm going to go last in the fun things. And so I've done the same thing since I was a child, given, um, large percentages of my income. And then when uh, we began this project, my wife and I, Tori, we just doubled that and said, God, we're in and we made sacrifice. So it's a huge team effort. And what's taking place now is that in just a few days on August 6th, we have our grand opening. Like what was a dream, what was a vision, what was a promise from God is now actually present. And it's, we redesigned our whole campus. We redesigned the whole thing. So this is almost three years, right? Three years later. Yeah. October 9th will be three years since the storm. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about the, uh, the sacrificial giving. And I I know I kind of poked fun at the whole GoFundMe uh, talk. I mean, but essentially it was a, uh, a campaign a sacrificial campaign, and yeah. uh, it's that's relatively common in yeah. you know growing churches to mm-hmm. run like uh, building campaigns to mm-hmm. to expand because a growing church, um, I can't remember the exact uh, lingo that our church was using, but basically they had a study done where you know if your parking lot is over eighty percent 
occupied yeah. that actually deters mm-hmm. people from like if they're going to be like yep. walk in traffic like just yep. say let me go check this church out if they can't find a place to park they're not coming it does so you know growing a parking lot growing a building to be able to have seats so if you yep. can't find a seat you're probably yep. just gonna bail yep and even the church that i'm in now there are times where on a sunday i it's hard to find a seat so i sit in the foyer with my buddy and yep. i watch it on the tv that's what core leaders do right there i love it so awesome. you know it's it's just one of those things so um when it came to the campaign, like how did you guys approach the church? Obviously they knew that it was yeah. damaged, but like yeah. what was what was the way you presented it to the church and to prepare them for the the idea of yeah. you know giving to, to the building? So here here's what I again, this isn't my vision. This is God's this is a God vision God given, God sized vision. And God gave us the message. Here was the message. Hey, this building that... So our campus had the roller skating rink, and then we had a building that we built in 2003, which was our auditorium and our preschool. And the the skating rink was the kids, students, and we have a second venue where we simulcast the service. It's a smaller venue, more intimate, with a coffee shop. That's what we lost. And so... Um, we then moved everybody into the auditorium and the preschool. So doubling up, packed in, and this auditorium and this preschool area is only 20 years old. It's really awesome. It's a fantastic tool. It's where we have our main service, where we broadcast out of, get to reach a lot of people. And so I, I just stood in there and I said, guys, 20 years ago, a whole bunch of y'all and some who aren't here anymore gave sacrificially they they didn't know you were gonna they knew you were gonna come today they didn't know your name they didn't know when you were coming but they gave 20 years ago so today you can hear the gospel now it's our turn to give so that those we don't even know or don't even know when or don't even know who we're gonna come but one day they're gonna come to the Bayou Church they're gonna hear the gospel they're gonna walk in hopeless and they're gonna leave hope filled because you gave and so now what they did for us then, we now get to do for not only those we don't know, but also for our kids. Like, my, I'm doing this for my kids. I'm building a church now so my kids have a home church, and they have a, a church they can invite their friends to. So all we're doing is we're going to do now what they did then for us today. Uh, we're going to do it for people in the future. And our people are, look, you don't give at a church unless two things are happening. One, there's trust. Mm-hmm. Like, you trust leadership. So I realize, and I, I carry that weight seriously, that yeah, look, I'm a steward of <laughs> their volunteer generosity, which ultimately belongs to God. I can't play around. Yeah, I have to be above board and to lead by example. So one, they've got to trust leadership, which I'm so grateful they do. But secondly, they got to have a deep faith because you can talk mm-hmm. a big faith game easily. Words, raise your hands in music. That doesn't cost you anything. But when you actually start giving like Jesus commanded and called us and invited us to do, that's when you can't fake it. You can't fake it. And yeah, so our people right. do. They, we've got an incredible culture. Again, we're not a perfect church. We're a real church. We're an honest church. We're make you feel at home, make you feel comfortable, not be pretentious. We all walk with a limp church, but we worship and serve a perfect God who is leading us and transforming us from the inside out. And so I just told them, say, hey, look, let's, I believe I wouldn't give if I didn't believe this was a God thing. And they obviously believe the same thing. And so after uh, the, the giving campaign, actually, we still, we're still going to give through February of next year. That's okay. when the two years of giving uh, will culminate for us, um, but they're continuing to give in 
incredible ways. And That's because awesome. of it, here's what's cool. Not only are we rebuilding a building, but we knew that our generosity as a as an organization couldn't stop either. So we've been able to give away a ton of money in our community to people in need. And when we were laying out the dollar amounts for the building campaign, which was, which was a large number, I knew, I was like, well, we can't like call all the people who we give to and go like, Hey, we've loved giving to you, but we got to pause for two years and we'll give to you when we're done taking care of ourselves. We knew that wasn't an option. (laughs) So we committed in that same moment, God, you're calling us to build a building we're going to continue to give at the same yeah. level we've been giving, which is to give away a million dollars over these two years to people in need and to our local uh, nonprofit organizations that we partner with. So in addition to the millions of dollars to build the building, we, we are on track to and on pace to for four years now in a row to give away half a million dollars each of those years to people in need and to organizations in our community who are doing great things, places like the hub, um, which serves um, our friends who are, uh, stuck in chronic poverty, um, or the the new one, which is really awesome, is Pastor Daniel Kelly with uh, the Harvest Center Church. He and his wife just started a the Harvest Learning Center on the north side of town, where mm-hmm. they're going to do after school um, tutoring as well as uh, Pastor DK, as we call him, um, is a phenomenal golfer. He's going to teach kids on the north side about the game of golf and how it can change their lives just like it has changed his lives. And so we get to go to them with massive checks and go, hey, we love what you're doing. The Bayou Church, the people want to get behind you. Here you go. Wow. So like on top of, but here's why. Look, is God an unlimited, exponential, infinite God or not? Because mm-hmm. if he is, then we've got to live that way. And we can't go, oh, sorry, we'll give in two years when we're done taking care of ourselves. And we've been able to do it. So it's it's been it's been wild. It's yeah, been a ride. Yeah. Well, look, um, we're, we're at that mark where I got to get my other two yeah. sponsors in, and then we'll kind of dive into some of the um, the actual nuts and bolts of the building and what's there. And because uh, obviously I could tell you're passionate about a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it comes across <laughs> loud and clear, um, more, more or less projecting you, you project. And I think that just comes naturally with uh, the mm-hmm. position that you've been given so before we go too far let's go ahead and get our sponsors in so uh we already mentioned chase group construction great company uh we got the music academy of acadiana acadiana's top choice for music lessons basically if you want to learn music um they're they're the go-to guys in acadiana to do that they can uh, help you unleash your musical potential you can learn classes in piano guitar voice drums violin saxophone you know all the whole stuff audio production Kind of like what I'm doing now uh, in a production sense, but I think audio production is more or less uh, mixing the tracks, making sure they sound good because uh, y- it has to sound good. And so basically their experienced instructors cater to students of all ages and styles. Uh, you can graduate from there and then graduates have uh, excelled in college and major music competitions, uh, even made it on popular TV shows like American Idol and The Voice. It's founded by UL. Uh, Lafayette Music School graduate, uh, Tim Benson. So anyway, great local school. Their goal is to make music lessons fun, educational, to help foster the next generation of musicians and creative thinkers. You can check them out at musicacademyacadiana.com. And then, relatively new sponsor for us, but we have them 
on for a while now. So it's Electronic Protection Systems, or a.k.e. Uh, EPS. You may have seen the signs. Uh, their website is eps-online.com. Their phone number is 337-232-2487. They are a security company uh, in-home and in-office. So if you're... And uh, if your house does not have a security system or if it has an outdated one or if you're just paying way too much money for the one that you have now and you want something a little bit better, uh, they are a local company that provides local services. They have some of the cheapest monitoring services in the business. I mean, it's literally two, 20 bucks a month to monitor. And if you have the equipment and if it's paid off, you just pay $20 a month to monitor. And it's really cool. Uh, they also have water conditioning systems that they just started doing uh, last year. And coincidentally enough, I've been using their products before they became a sponsor. So I don't have their products because they're sponsoring me. I have their products first and they said, look, I love your products. You should sponsor the podcast because I talk great about it. Uh, Great security system. And we have the water system, too. And it's the cleanest water uh, in home. And basically, I describe it as butter water. Butter, water. So when you take a shower, uh, typically if you are been taking a shower in hard water for years, you don't realize it, but you're, the water is not really soaking into your skin. It's, it's hard, and you'll notice on your shower, the showers kind of get clogged up. Oh. Well, the, this water is uh, filtered through a system outside, so it's it feels super soft. It's softened water, essentially wow. what it is. And so when you take a shower, the water almost... For lack of better words, feels like a butter. Huh. Like and it feels so good. Wow. And you're so I used to have really dry hands. Like mm-hmm. my fingers used to be like scaly looking. Yeah. And it's like virtually gone. Every once in a while they're in the cold, it'll kind of come back. But like my hands, my skin's water. improved. My hair's gotten a little bit better. Wow. So balding a little wow. bit, but you know, it, it is what it is. Right. <laughs> right. But anyway, great local company. I'll, I'll quit talking about them, but uh, they are a sponsor of ours. So, all right. So I want to go ahead and get into the the nuts and bolts of the facilities. So it is a 250-seat multi-purpose worship center. Uh, they have a bunch of kids' space. They have a covered patio, multiple restrooms, because restrooms are very important uh, nowadays. because uh, we didn't have any before, basically. <laughs> right. So go ahead and give us the, the, the high level of what. Okay. No problem. Must I, be important. <laughs> I think we're still recording. Yes, we are okay. still recording. I don't know why I was trying to go through my iPad. Okay. So, yeah, talk about the building. Yeah. What is there? Obviously, there's a, a coffee shop as well, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. It is. Um, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more and some of the stuff that's offered at the coffee shop. But as far as the facility as, 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 as a whole regarding uh, reaching people, mm-hmm. What is what does that look like? Because you had a, a space before it got demolished, and you needed a new space. What was needed for the new space sure. to be conducive to sure. the mission? Sure, yeah, and that's where we started with was the why. What's the why behind what we do? And that literally has determined the space, and so everything has been redesigned for those purposes. And obviously, one of our, our greatest purposes on Sunday mornings when we have services. Uh, for different age groups as well, not just adults, but also preschool and kindergarten through fifth grade. So um, the building that we lost was kids, students, and that additional venue, the smaller 250-seat venue in the coffee shop. So what we did was we redesigned that space attached to 
the original building. Yeah. So it was detached of, at first. It, correct. There was two separate buildings. Yeah. And so rather than having, so previously there were uh, two places to check in your kids. So if you had a preschool, you went to building A. And if you had a kid as well, you had to then go outside. And you know how great the weather here is. I know. It's <laughs> either hot or raining. 50 days a year. The weather's <laughs> really awesome. It's those 15 days of cool weather. So they then have to go outside to another building, check in their kid, then check in their kid, then go back to the building for church. And if they want to go to the coffee shop, it's on one end of the campus. So oh. again, it was inherited space that God blessed us with that we were grateful for. But we knew, man, let's not go backwards. Let's go forwards. What does the future need? How do we reach people for decades to come? And so we took that building we lost and we redesigned that space. So now there is, um, we solved all of the functional problems we had. We used to have uh, an unclear entrance. Like where exactly do I enter? We would have people show up with their preschooler on the wrong end of the campus, right? And we're like, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, first time guest, right? But I need you to get back in your car and drive around. Like that doesn't work. Oh yeah. So now there's one single clear entrance that you can see. And, and you want people to come in and stay in. You don't want to correct. send them back out. <laughs> oh man, I mean. <laughs> like, like, oh, you gotta get out. I promise you we're glad you're here, but get back in your car. Right. No, like that doesn't work. And so we knew we needed to solve that. So we now have one clearance that you can see. If you've driven on College Saloon, you can see this giant overhang, this tall, we call it like a uh, this architectural design, this little fin. You can see where to enter. And what's so cool now is when you enter into that space, once you enter there from, you can stand in one spot and turn 360 degrees and see everything the campus has to offer. Okay. So no longer separate buildings, no longer navigating from that one central lobby you can see everything the campus has to offer. So here's what the campus has. We've got our main auditorium, which is about 800 seats. You turn a little to the right, and you can see now our single check-in space for birth through fifth grade. So if you've got preschoolers and kindergartners, there's only one check-in counter. Oh, that's Preschoolers go yeah. to the left, kids go to the right, and you, they even connect in the back. And so um, the preschool is the building that's 20 years old, but we've refurbished new carpet, lights, and paint in there. So that has been totally refreshed. And then what's brand new is the kindergarten through fifth grade space. So brand new venues for kindergarten through fifth grade, three separate venues. And so one of the things that's made the Bayou unique and impactful is that we, we want to minister and to teach and to lead on their level. I love when my kids are with me in the adult service. It makes me feel good. It's cool. But they don't understand what the preacher's talking no. about. I got to have goldfish and screens and headphones. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. There is some value to that. But what we've done is we've created environments for kids to learn about God on their level in music that they understand with hand motions and with you know, uh, messages that they can understand. My kid will come out and he'll say, Hey dad, I memorized this verse today in church. Well, that's, that's cool. They're not doing that in the adult service, right? I'm having to, you know, be distracted and take care of them and try to manage them. And so not only do they have church on their level, but then adults get to pay attention. <laughs> yeah. So we just got a comment and it's an interesting comment and it's it. a super, I can answer this for you. I don't have, but I'm going to bring it up. So Heather Thibodeau says, can you go for free, all caps, Absolutely. to this church? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny, yes. but I mean, um, it's, it's been rumored yes. that there are certain mega churches that you have to almost pay Really? I don't know. I don't know how much truth. No. It's rumor. Look, it's rumor. Look, no, the, we, this place, we've already paid. We've already given so that people can come for free. Yeah. That's our attitude. I guess maybe maybe where, this, where Heather is going with is 
will you feel shamed or whatnot mm-hmm. to not give? So I know like there's typically yeah. either an offering yeah. plate or Great anything question. like that. And so we don't even pass an offering plate. Okay. We, most of our people give online and we have uh, drop boxes at the back of the room. We don't even have a moment where we pass a plate and go, well, you better give. That is not, our focus is not money. Our focus is people. It really is. Now, we, the people who call the Body Church home, know that we have to give. Like, I don't get to reach them if I don't provide a place where they come, can come and gather. And so there are a ton of people who get to give. We don't require anyone to give. Okay. You can go to the Body Church your entire life and not give if that's your choice. But those of us who follow Jesus, Jesus, you know that Jesus, the, the number one most topic, common topic Jesus talked about was the kingdom of God. That was number one. Number two topic, most frequent topic from Jesus was giving. And so we will talk about it because Jesus talked about it, but we don't have a brow beating guilt emphasizing. No, I, I, there is a mindset of generosity that God has invited all of his disciples to follow and to live. And I view giving as an opportunity, but we don't, no, we don't, we don't have any, I, here's what's another thing that I don't even look at people's giving. I don't want to know. It doesn't matter to me. I just want to lead people to Christ and, and let them experience the life that he's transformed. So no, anybody can come. You're welcome to come. There's no giving required. It's okay. absolutely free. Okay. We've already given for them. Gotcha. We've already given. Yeah. For them. I mean, and dude, and to kind of go back, you're giving a uh, half a million dollars every year to the community, um, which is First of all, it's wild because I'll see I'll see a uh, a picture to where uh, an organization will get a check, and while initially it seems like a, a sizable check, sometimes it also you, in the grand scheme of things you're like, oh, that's probably a small check, because uh, some of these big companies, you know, they got more, but like to be a church, because churches, I mean, you know, good and well that the community, certain members of the community view churches as a I don't want to say a leech. What I'm getting at is yeah. they're nonprofit, they're tax exempt, mm-hmm. and they have these huge facilities that mm-hmm. cost millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And to that, to those people, and I, I know plenty of those people, they they in their perspective, they have a legitimate reason to question that. Sure. Um, but it's just it's really cool to know that a a church that recognizes that they have the ability and I don't want to say excess in funds, but the ability to give is, is really, is really cool. Yeah. It's not, it's not because we have extra and we're like, okay, what are we going to do with it? That's not it at all. It's a priority. It's a, no, we're, this is what we're going to do. God's called us to do it. He's going to see us through it regardless of what else happens. And, um, a couple thoughts. One, um, people get sensitive when you talk about the topic of money, Mm -hmm. like, the reason why Jesus talked about it so often is because if you want to know someone's heart, just look at their bank statements and their checkbooks and their credit cards. I mean, it just reveals for all of us what we really believe and what we really prioritize. Food. <laughs> I've been there, man. My first day of Ramsey class, my wife and I went, uh, we got to quit getting takeout from restaurants, you know, 20 yeah. times a week. Um, but it, look, money is a tool and I don't blame some people for looking sideways at pastors at churches and going, "Mm, I don't trust you. I mean, I see people on TV nationally and I see pastors. I'm going, bro, you smell 
Like it just smells. I, I don't, I don't believe you for, a, for a second. And so that's why we take a totally different approach that it's not, a, it's not about that. It's yeah. not, a, it's about lives being transformed. My life has been transformed because people before I was even born gave sacrificially believed God for big things and shared the gospel with me. That's what it's about. And so, um, we, we do like, I, I give so many in our church do, and it's because of their generosity that we get the chance to minister to people. Um, and we know we have a, a not just a, an opportunity, but a responsibility to be generous as well. And we love it. You, you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, people given to organizations. There was one organization, um, and I won't name them, but we, we got to go bring them a check and they just started crying and we're like, what? What's and she said, "This is our annual budget. Mm-mm. This one check you just gave us just funds our work in the community for the next twelve months." And we just wow. said, "We're just the messengers. It's all from God. Every the breath that we're breathing right now is from God. Everything's from Him, for Him, and will return to Him. We are just simply stewards, and we want to be good stewards of how God has blessed us. And so that's why we're." We've rebuilt our campus to reach people. We're not doing it so we can be comfortable. We're doing it so we can reach people. And that's why we've continued to be generous with no strings attached. That organization does, we don't sit on their board and go, all right, now we want to control you. No, here's a check. We love you. We believe in you. God, God told us to do this. We'll see you later. Yeah. Now continue to do what you do. And so I get it. Look, people are sensitive around money and that's why my first job is to live it myself. Yeah. Is to be a good steward personally. Uh, my wife and I have been following Dave Ramsey's principles for years now, and it's changed our life personally. God's blessed us, but we also have been, um, you know, share numbers of what we give, but we have intentionally been, we've led the way in generosity. Again, just like my dad, I'm going to sign up in the, I'm going to be in the front of the line for the hard things and for the good things, I'm going to go get in the back of the line because that's, that was Jesus's way. That was Jesus's model. And so that is who we are as a church. And so many in our church do that. And you mentioned the hub, uh, being a, uh, homeless, um, organization, right? Correct. So we, uh, I'm part of leadership Lafayette and we had nonprofit day, where several nonprofits came and spoke. And um, I don't think the hub was one, but I think I heard it mentioned. And even on just on social media in the public sphere, when any kind of church, especially when I have our post about a church construction project, (laughs) people uh, go nuts. (laughs) Let me tell you. And I, and and then I get sensitive on almost any post that I I make. The haters going to hate, right? Like, (laughs) but like, so a lot of the comments are and kind of going back to money because that is typically the the topic um is why don't churches take the money that they don't have to pay uncle sam and build homeless shelters and this and that and a lot of times i'm like you don't realize the amount of churches that do not build homeless shelters per se but contribute to funding of existing shelters for those shelters to grow hopefully a hundred percent but we don't do it to appease them they're not our motive so look anybody whatever industry whatever part of the world someone is leading and doing something good there are gonna be people throwing stones it's almost confirmation that you're doing the right thing (laughs) if no one were critiquing you or critiquing me i would wonder i'm probably not 
doing enough good because the moment you step out, you speak the truth, you do something, people are gonna people who don't know what they're talking about start talking, right? But and mostly behind a keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. But in this I learned this from Brene Brown. This is so good. Um, she said in one of her books, she said, um, take a piece of paper and cut it one inch by one inch. Tiny piece of paper. Okay. Then write on that piece of paper the names of people whose opinion truly matters to you, and then forget what else everybody uh, forget whatever anybody else says. And it's so true because look, I've got personal accountability. Like as a as a man of God, as a disciple of Jesus, I got people who are locking arms with me, yeah. helping me walk out my faith. I've got leadership. Uh, in my church who is also holding me accountable, supporting me. Like I've got my little one inch by one inch card and they are men and women of God who believe in the mission, who living out their faith. And it's easy to get, you know, uh, distracted by the cheap seats, but those people don't know me. Mm -hmm. Everyone who truly knows me, like knows my uh, web browser history like that level of know me, like I got guys who they literally get reports on my web browsing. Wow. Because really? I know if the enemy, look, the enemy is at work right now. He does not want this to happen. He doesn't want more people to discover the truth about who they are, who they were made by, what their purpose is in life. He wants to keep them in darkness. And so the, there is a spiritual, a for real, scary, serious spiritual warfare going on. Um, and he, the greatest way that the enemy could destroy is to go for, go, and I say, I'm talking about me, I'm talking about my role. Yeah. Whoever is the leader. Look, if you want to take out a family, all you got to do is take out the dad. Mm-hmm. You take out the dad, you've destroyed that family. You want to take out an organization, just go, just, just go to the top. And so I know that there's a target on my back from the enemy. And what the enemy's ticked about is that my mess in my past is now my message, and I get to share the gospel that though I'm a filthy sinner apart from Christ, Christ has redeemed me, and I now get to put my feet on a rock, the rock of Christ, and help other people turn their mess into their message. And so on that one inch by one inch piece of paper, I've got some, some really important names to me. And when I hear the cheap seats, I get distracted for a second, and I go back to them. I say, "Do they have? Any, is there any validity to what they're saying?" And the people who know me are like, "No, keep going, ignore them." And I think we all need to do that. That's not just for me in this role, but everyone. You need to find. Look, this is what we do yeah. as a church: is we provide this. We help you find those people on that one inch by one inch piece of paper. People who will love you. People who will walk with you. People who will show up when your world gets turned upside down. And so that's that's why we've built this building is so that we can reach more people and share the truth of God's word of his, of the gospel of Jesus Christ with them because um, there is more to this physical world than what we see. We get so wrapped up in the temporary. Yeah, kind of like the aliens that we're, t we're talking about now, too, right? <laughs> I heard about that. I, <laughs> Lots of, I don't know yeah. what to think about that. I know. But it's yeah. so easy to get wrapped up in the temporary things in this world, and we want to help people understand that there is a spiritual world that is eternal, and though this world is temporary, it feels eternal, this world is not. And oh, we no, focus it's, on it's the fleeing. temporary, we focus on our food, we focus on our bodies, we focus on what we drive, what we live in. But there are things that are way more important at play, and we want to help people see them, recognize them, and invest in them. Here's, I'll just summarize it this way. C.S. Lewis has a quote. He says, um, you don't have a soul. You are a soul. You have a body. 
I like that. I'm going to say it again because I know it's, it's a lot. You don't have a soul. You are a soul. You have a body. So what he does in that quote is he flips it. What's, we focus on what's temporary and think it's eternal, and we ignore what's eternal, and we don't think it's real at all. But what that quote does is, is, is point to a truth that this body's temporary. Nobody likes to talk about that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I know nobody likes to talk about <laughs> it. But the reality is, <laughs> what I tell my congregation, if you're over the age of 25, you oh, know this truth, right? Gosh. Because once you hit 25, it's Stop. just a slow... <laughs> Because I'm 37 and I'm like, oh, like I've been having worse. the neck pain for a few days. <laughs> like, oh, how did you hurt your neck? I, I got out of I, my car. I right? slept wrong. <laughs> exactly. So the re- But look, that's okay. That's why we don't need to invest in what's temporary. We need to invest in what's eternal. Yeah. And there are things in life that matter way more than the temporary. And we are called to point people to that. That's why we built this building. That's why we've done this. And again, so we could uh, help teach kids this to to make wise choices, to follow after God, to speak the truth, to love your neighbor, because there are things that matter more than the temporary stuff in our life. Agreed. So, um, so teaching kids to make wise choices um, when it comes to coffee, um, (laughs) you have a coffee shop. And um, it's it's a simple name, the Bayou Beanery. Yep. Um, so coffee choices can be wide, and everybody has a different <laughs> one. Some want oat milk, some want cow milk, some want almond milk, some want froth, some want don't, some want ice, some want hot. Either way. So the coffee shop that you guys have there, the Bayou Beanery, you guys partnered with uh, the local company Rev to have their <laughs> coffee beans. I can't believe it's real, but yes, we did. That's cool. And also. Equally cool <laughs> is Caroline's cookies um, to to be able to partner with her and to get her cookies there. I think only on Sundays, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not open in the week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Obviously. Nobody's going. We'll see. Maybe <laughs> one day. Right now it's just Sunday morning. Well, uh, do, do y'all have a Wednesday service? We do not. No, we have small it? groups all throughout the week. We have okay. different we have like student service on Sunday nights for sixth through twelfth grade. We have celebrate recovery on Monday nights. People battling big difficulties in their life, and then we've got small groups. Okay. Every morning okay. and every night of the week, but yeah. no specific service. On gotcha. Wednesday nights. Gotcha. So Sunday mornings is the only time. So this is crazy. The only <laughs> I can't believe I'm pastor and I get to say this. The only time you can buy Caroline's cookies, which we all know how ridiculously good they oh, are. Oh yeah, yeah, and the line and the line. The only time, the only place you can buy Caroline's cookies on a Sunday is at the Bayou Church. Isn't that, that crazy? That's a big one. Look, I'm telling you. I, so, look. This was not our goal. It just, <laughs> it just happened, and we're honored to get to partner. Yeah, um, I mean, that's, that's really and, cool. And with Rev as well. Rev yeah. is amazing, man. They know how to do it. Yeah. And so, so, we, so here's why. And this isn't like, oh, we're trying to make money. Literally everything. We, again, I know people like, oh, they're, now they're trying, trying to make money. No, we're not. Everything that is, um, all of those funds go towards the mission. You know, it goes towards giving, goes towards uh, the ministry that we have at the Bayou okay. Church. So I was about to say, the coffee. Before that comment comes. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was about to say, the coffee's not on God, is <laughs> it? <laughs> here's, here's, the, uh, here's the why. Um, you know, I tell my congregation, the sermon doesn't start when I get up to preach. The sermon starts in the parking lot, starts in the lobby, 
It starts in how clean our restrooms are. It starts in how our check-in process is. And it starts in the, the feel. And, you know, we understand that uh, culture is really important. And so we don't want to just preach the gospel and have really great music, which our, you know, Edgar, our worship pastor, is amazing. We get incredible music. So many people do come. I mean, I just came for the music. And then I heard about God. That's great. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to preach my heart out every Sunday. We're going to have powerful music. Uh, but we also know that time before and after service, just connecting with people. Like some, some people listening right now, they need to come to church this Sunday, not so they can hear a message. They need to come this church, to church this Sunday so they can get a hug from somebody. So somebody can look them in the eyes and tell them, I understand what you're going through. I know it's hard, but it's going to be okay. God's going to use it. Let's con- Like that fellowship time where you're yeah. connected with one another. So knowing how important that is for our church, we literally started with that. That's the first thing we're building is the, is the lobby. A comfortable, make you feel right at home type of space so that people can connect, encourage one another, speak the truth, hug each other, and get each other's back. And so that's why we... <laughs> We have a coffee shop, and we have yeah. Caroline's Cookies as well. So um, while we're on this particular subject of the, the structure and the building, so I got some photos, and I'm going to cycle through them so that people can kind of get a, an idea of what we're talking about. Because you mentioned the outside with the awning and everything else. Uh, there's also a courtyard that we that still looks like it's still in the, the kind of the progress yep. of it. But um, So uh, I'm going to go ahead and switch there now. Sure. So this is the image of the, I don't want to say steeple, but it's for lack of better words, it feels like a steeple. Functionally, it serves the same purpose as a steeple to say, hey, we're here. This yeah. is where you enter. Yeah. So fun fact, I, I don't know the exact fact, but I do know that there is a fun fact about that sign is that the, the, the support for it is deep. It's a deep sign. Because look, it's a it's, it looks like a huge sail. Well, when your building gets destroyed by a hurricane for the second time, that one in, in 2020, that was the second time. Hurricane Lily, 2003, destroyed it. Yeah. Hurricane Delta in 2020 destroyed it. When your building is destroyed <clears throat> twice by a hurricane, it needs to be <laughs> hurricane proof the next time you rebuild it. I know. Look, and if we ever have a hurricane, I think the first place that I can go to safely is the, the Bayou Church parking lot, and I'm going to be watching that sign. I'm like, let's see if it's really rated to hold so up. So will the engineers who designed it. They're going to be watching it too going, did we do it right? No, it's it's really cool. Look, we functionally people didn't know where to enter they were entering in different places and so we knew hey look people need to they need to know where to enter and so that's yeah. the purpose of that fin so the uh the the photo i'm showing now is the awning of course with the the fin the bayou church sign fin yes. uh and yes. then this next slide is just kind of a aerial shot from the front of the building yes. looking down yes and then <clears throat> this next one is just a shot yeah, of the that's courtyard the, area. That's the patio. The so we patio. didn't originally plan it. This is something that we added on, uh, again, for the purpose of fellowship space. Is, uh, so there's a lobby and there's a coffee shop. Just outside those doors, we just put an awning and created some patio space. Again, for those three days of year. Do you have year, fans? Do you have we fans? We do have fans, okay. and we're going to use it the three days of year that it's not 100 <laughs> degrees <laughs> outside. No, that, so that's what that... Um, is we also have that field as well where we've gotten to do a really incredible things like host uh, Chick-fil-A's wind-shaped summer camps for kids. Right, and I've heard the the, the commotion from that. It is a <laughs> yeah, lot of kids. From your yes. office? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just across the street. So, again, the tool, it's a tool. We're not, we don't worship the building. <clears throat> um, we're grateful for it, but 
Uh, it's a tool to, to serve people, to reach people. And then the other thing that we do, which we don't want to, we don't want it to happen often, but when it does happen, we want to be ready is when there is a natural disaster. We have, whether it was for Hurricane Katrina, we got to partner with the Southern Baptist Disaster Relief and the Red Cross and from the Bayou Church cook 10,000 meals a day for people who were hungry post-Hurricane Katrina. Jeez. And then we got to do it again. I can't, we have so many disasters, I forget which one it was. I think it was Hurricane Laura. <clears throat> and Hurricane Laura just a few years ago when Lake Charles just got demolished. Mm -hmm. We got to, again, partner. We didn't do it all ourselves, but we got to partner with a bunch of uh, awesome organizations. And from the Bayou Church campus, we got to help people in need. When we had the floods, and what was that, 2016? 2016, yeah. We got to send mud out crews who were housed and home base was the Bayou Church. We get to partner with a bunch of, or so here, this is my favorite thing. This is so cool. So when Hurricane, a, a Hurricane before Laura happened, and Ooh. we had a bunch of evacuees here. Okay. And I can't even place where, because there's been so many. I know, I get lost as well. So they were sent to Lafayette, and mm -hmm. they were told, okay, well, if you got to register your kid LPSS, you got to go here. Well, if you need clothes, you got to go here. If you need food, you got. And they were we were sending. They don't. Some of them didn't have vehicles. So you. Did so you we guys, were partnering with okay. them, and we got to we got to offer, and they have taken us up on it. To now, the the next, I think it was for Hurricane Laura, the next natural disaster, LPSS came to our campus. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, what's the uh, I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but all the different organizations, um, they, so now they came to our church and they went in one of our big rooms and went table to table to get all of their, to get hygiene. They would go yeah. to this table. They would go next door to the next table. And so we were honored to get to partner with them. And so we've designed our campus again to be that, that hub where everybody comes here. And then the people who are in need, they literally, instead of going around Lafayette, they just went to the next table and got clothes for school or food or hygiene or things like that. And so that's the other yeah. emphasis that we designed into this building that's that's awesome and we do have a few more photos let me uh go to yeah. that all right so gosh dog give me a second i'm no pulling problem. it up I'm no problem up. at all all right so there's one shot there okay so this is just another aerial shot showing another angle of the building right. so this particular shot this is the yes. first steps yes. uh, room. So right <laughs> as I took a tour in mid construction. Okay. So right as you walk in to your left, I think yep. correct exactly as uh, the first steps room. And so our church also has, uh, I think they call it the first steps too. Uh, yeah. it, I yeah. think it was initially it was called Genesis. So at the beginning, nice. Yeah. I like it. That's a great so idea. It basically, you can correct me if I don't have it all the way, but it's a place where. Uh, new members or new potential members come in, and if they want to learn what your uh, your why is, essentially, Correct. that's where they learn exactly. it. And so, yeah. obviously, coming on Sunday morning is awesome. It's it's a, it's the front door. It's the first experience for a lot of people. But there is so much more the Bayou Church has to offer in addition to Sunday morning. And so when people are ready, we call it first steps. This is, this is your, your first step. So we help. It's a four-part class, and we put it on rotation every month. The first Sunday of the month is step one, second Sunday of the month is step two, and so on. Every single month we have an it's rotation. It's on a 12-step process. <laughs> it's just four. Okay. Again, it's a free class. Yep. Um, and so class one, <clears throat> we share with people, here is the most important theological beliefs we have. The most important. Like the great commandment, go and make disciples. The uh, oh no, uh, love your neighbor. 
yeah. uh, as you love yourself, uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So the great commandment and the great commission, go and make disciples. So we teach them the really basic. Look, there's a lot of differing views theologically here in our community. Mm-hmm. And with all due respect, here's it's not Sean Walker's view. It's not like, well, here's what I believe. Here is what the Bible actually says. I get there are a lot men and look, I tell people this from the stage um, in when I preach is if I preach something that contradicts the Bible, go with the Bible, please, because I'm human. I not only can error, I will error. So that's why God's word is our highest and our final authority. And so in that class, we teach what here's what God's word says. Um, And we do a contrast study in that class about here are some common theological beliefs in our culture, but here's what God's word says. And so it's a really important, just to know what we believe. We want to be really upfront. This is what we believe. And it's not Sean Walker's theory. It's here's the Bible verse that we believe it from. So that's class one. Class two, the second week, is our church history and our vision for the future. Here's where we've been. We introduce you. You know, a lot of people uh, do know my dad, Mike Walker, but we talk about my my dad and the history of the church and the storms and these moments that are really important to us. Um, and then we talk about the future. Like here's, here's where we believe God's calling us to go. Like here's where we're headed. If you think God's calling you here, let's go, let's do it together. Class three is really awesome. Class three, the third Sunday of the month, um, we take people through a spiritual gifts assessment. We just say, Hey, let's just talk about you. Let's talk about your experiences. Let's talk about your personality. Let's talk about your spiritual gifts. Let's talk about your passions. And then we help people get an understanding of how they're wired. Like what unique God-given gifts do you have? Because if you don't know you have them, how are you going to use them? Right. And so we, class three is solely focused on them discovering how God has uniquely shaped them. And then class four is, look, here are opportunities inside the church and outside the church to go use those gifts. Right? Because I believe that we're called to do specifically what God's called us to do. Like I am, um, I'm not called to sing. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I, I can carry a tune in my car with the with windows the radio up. up. <laughs> the radio turned all the way up. But I'm not called to sing, yeah. right? Like I, I, we're all called to worship through music and worship other ways, but like I need to stay inside. I have been given a gift to preach. It's not my gifting. I remember my senior a uh, year at Acadiana High when my psychology teacher pointed it out to me. She said, do you know you have the gift of speaking? I said, no. She's like, when you just spoke in front of class, they've never paid attention. Like, I was like, so she helped me discover a gift. Well, now I get to, by God's grace, use that <clears throat> gift to serve other people. And so we help people discover what their unique gifts are, whether that's leadership or creativity or caring, whatever that is. You're wired to do what you have. I mean, look, Drew Brees was made to throw a football. <laughs> My goodness, he was. It's evident that he has used that gift. Yes, he did. And so we want people to understand what has God wired them to do. And then, because you're never going to have more fun in life than when you get to do the thing you were made to do. And so the reason why we're pumped about this class is a powerful class. But up until this new building, this class was in like a back corner classroom of the campus. So we're like, oh, you're new here. Great. Here's Let's a go hide and go seek map. Yeah, here's a treasure map. Yes. Good luck. Because it's the only space we had available. Yeah. But the again, first step should be in the front where they don't have to go too deep think. into the comp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you would think. But it's been hidden because we didn't have any other space. Right. But now I mean, we you did what you did. Redesign that space. You walk into the lobby and you can turn 360 degrees. You've got the 
main auditorium. You've got the kids check in. The restrooms things, the reason why we list it is not because, like, that's a novel idea, but for us it is. We've had insufficient number of restrooms and yeah. the location of the restrooms has been again hard to find so again every sunday before this new campus you could see it in our lobby we would have guests just kind of looking around and we'd go up to them and go you're looking for the bathrooms they're like yeah follow me now you literally in that room you can see this is where the restrooms are and we've got a ton of them it's like we call them airport style restrooms you don't oh, have yeah. to touch a door i don't know about you but i don't like just walk in you use the restroom clean your hands you don't have to open another door but tons of restrooms and then you turn a little bit there's our bayou beanery with rev coffee caroline's cookies you turn just a little bit more there's our we're calling it our theater venue this is why this venue is so important. So our main auditorium is 800 seats. The theater venue is 250 seats. There's multiple, this is a multi-purpose room. Um, its first purpose is additional seats on Sunday morning. We simulcast the music and the sermon into this venue. Okay. There are a lot of people who prefer a smaller room. There are some people who are just intimidated. It's like too, they don't like too big of space. Right, right. So this is a 250 seat multi-purpose <clears throat> room where we'll simulcast the sermon um, and the music. And also, that room is the workhorse room of the campus. It's where we do these. It's like a multi-purpose room. It is. Yeah. This is where we do these community projects. Eight hundred seat room is you don't you don't use that often. But this two hundred fifty seat is perfect. It's Plus where the, we, the bigger room has uh, a greater AC usage component. Absolutely, yeah, so, it's yeah. efficiency needs as well. So students. Uh, sixth through twelfth grade. Uh, our student pastor uh, Derek Griffon is. Uh, Amazing. He's an incredibly gifted speaker, leader. He understands uh, students, and he and, and our team and our volunteers do a great job leading them. They have a student-specific service on Sunday nights at 5 o'clock, and then they have small groups for students. Again, community is important on Sunday nights. They will get to meet in that theater room, which is a more appropriate size for them. On Monday nights, we have Celebrate Recovery. This is a ministry that's... Uh, been incredible it's literally saved lives uh people who are battling uh, difficulties hardships whether it's addiction or whether they've gone through a divorce or whether they're battling depression or whatever they're going through this ministry is the boots on the ground we're going to help you walk through this difficulty and turn that mess into a message and then we'll do weddings and funerals in this venue as well and then it's also the, the our venue will be available for uh hospitals in our community have used our space when they want to gather their whole staff. Well, they don't have that space at their hospital. Right. Well, we're glad to let them use our space. Uh, Lafayette Parish school system has used our space. Um, we've, we've hosted again, all those nonprofits when they want to do a training, we love getting to, that's why we designed this space is for them to use that space. So that's the theater venue. So again, from that single spot, the campus has been designed with guests in mind. And it's, it's real. It's yeah. happening. And so our grand opening is in just a few days on August 6th. And we have our regular, it's, it's going to be during our regular service times at 8 o'clock, 9.30 and 11. Our services last about an hour. And again, we'll have services just for your kids as well. So adults can um, not be distracted in church. And the service is about an hour long. We'll have powerful music. I'll be preaching. Um, we'll be sharing stories of how God's worked in people's lives. And then we're also going to have, in addition to the amazing beanery, we're going to have uh, Beignet Box. Okay. Who, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm upset with them. Yeah, because they, 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 they left Lafayette. They, their, truck. The, their truck left Lafayette. Yeah. 
<clears throat> I guess we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> but they're going to be catering. They'll be serving. Yeah, because they used to park in your parking I lot. I know. Yeah. That was convenient. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll be there. Katie and Slice is also going to be having some of their delicious nice, the pies, pies yeah. food. Um, so it's going to be a giant party. We'll have our normal services, tons of time to fellowship and hang out. And it really is open to anyone in Acadiana. And look, for I, free. For <laughs> <laughs> Nope, uh, not charging at all. It's totally we've already. Well, I mean, you given. do have to pay for coffee, right? But like. well, there is drip coffee for free. Okay, cool. And then there's Reb drip, which is like I think a bottomless cup for I think two dollars. I don't remember right, the cost. Right. And then there's the really specialty drinks like a Bayou Sippy, some other things that uh, <clears throat> uh, that that cost as well. Um, but there's there's free coffee as well. Um, but we uh, truly. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in our culture who don't believe in God. They're like, no, God's not real. And I'm like, that's okay. Yeah. Um, we still love you. And I would love to get to tell you, I would love to tell you what God's done in my life and just say, you know, if, if he ain't real, then tell me how this happened. I mean, I've had so many God moments in my life, like down to the second, down to the penny where it's like, holy cow, that could be nothing other than a God thing. Mm-hmm. And, not only do some people not believe, and I want to just tell them, man, here's why I do. Here's what I've experienced. You can't make somebody believe. No, you, you, can't. you You basically, you tell them your story. You tell them what in in, in your life, what you believe God has done yeah. for you. And then you just hope yeah. that that may touch them. And, yeah. and you know why most people who don't believe don't believe? Why's that? It's because they've been through enormous pain in their mm-hmm. life. Yep. And I don't blame them. I've had moments when I've cussed God out. I've Every, been like, everybody. how dare you allow yes. this to happen? I've been there. But I'm grateful that I had parents who held that space with me and continued to. And I've discovered it personally that what the enemy meant as a setback, God, is like my mess, my testimony of the, the sin that I was wrapped up in, my addictions now get to be my platform to go, there is a God, the pain that I've experienced. I mean, I, I've, I lost a brother um, in 2018 um, to a fentanyl overdose, an opioid. Oh, man. He's, he's a stat. That was tragic. My brother should still be here. Right. But because of that tragedy... People now know Christ. And so I wish my brother was here. And I don't know why God allowed my brother to get wrapped up in that. But God promises. It's Romans 8, 28. Uh, we, we can trust that he's going to use all things, the good and the bad, um, for his glory and for our blessing. And so <clears throat> the, the reason why many people don't believe is because they've been through enormous pain. Yeah. I don't blame them. Yeah, I, I think that's them. the, you, you hit it right. I think that's a lot of it. Um, there are people in my life, too, that, um, pretty much express some of the similar things without saying that exact thing. It's that's what it, it is, stems from, right? And and so what we invite, not going to force them to. What we invite them to do is to help them to process that pain because there is healing on the other side of that pain, and there is purpose on the other other side of that pain if they will turn to God, let hi, let Him help them interpret it and see it. We're all going to go through pain in our lives. Yep. Um, and the other thing is that there, there are some people who believe in God, but they're mad at him. Mm-hmm. And we, I, that's who I love getting to serve and talk to and listen to, just to hear their stories. And there, there's so much, there's just like there are with anybody, any public figure, there are tons of lies. Very few people know the real story. 
The same thing applies to God. There are so many people who have beliefs about God, but they've never read his word before. They've never read God's words. They don't want What did God say? Well, you yeah. don't know. You didn't listen. I would love to tell you what God <clears throat> says, because a lot of people think that God is only after your money. He's only this like cosmic policeman. Right. Where because did they get that's that from? what humans That's a human yes. misinterpretation. Yeah. So that's what we love to do is to help people understand who God really is, what lengths he has gone for us, though he owed us nothing, he has given us everything so that he can then transform our lives. And, and, the, and the three things that, these are our ultimate measures, like what, what we believe God ultimately wants us to help other people experience. And the first one is to know God which means to have a relationship with him. God is not a checkbox that we show up on Sunday morning. Oh, I went to church. Okay, he owes me a good life. Uh, where'd you read that in the Bible? It's not in the Bible. <laughs> it's not a religion. It's a re- It truly is. a. Re- I mean, think about it. God showed up in the flesh, right? You know who, who really loves you when they show up. Yeah, that, that, look, I know I already, this is kind of a theme in my church where uh, when the pastor will say something, that's a, a message by itself. It is. So it is. You could probably just go down <laughs> a whole one there. But we want to help people know yeah. God. They can have a, you can know your creator and not just talk to him on Sunday mornings in church, but do life with him inside of you, guiding you, protecting you, empowering you, keeping you out of the ditch. Yeah. So know God. The second thing that God has called us to is to find community, is to do life together, to not be alone. So many, I think one of the greatest pandemics is isolation. Mm-hmm. So many people alone. And then COVID really amped that, uh, that up yeah. a lot. And you look, you may have hundreds, if not thousands of friends on social media. I'm talking about genuine community. Your 2 a.m. friends. Who are you calling at 2 a.m. when life has gone sideways? Think about that one. That, so we want to help people find yep. community. And the third thing we help people do is to... Make a difference, man. Discover their unique purpose. Because again, you'll never have more fun in this life than doing the thing you were created to do. And we want to help people discover what that is and then go and live it out. Awesome stuff, man. Look, we are at an hour. I got a couple more photos. And then we will wrap this up with the, the nitty-gritty details of what people know need to know, even though you kind of mentioned that sure. throughout the, the podcast. Um, and then we'll go from there. Um, so... I'm about to show you the last few photos, if I can just get this showing up here. So this first one, um, there's two still left. So this is part of the the lobby area. I I think the lobby area. It looks like a bunch of couches. Yeah, lobby area. Yep. So part of it. it, And you kind of mentioned with the uh, the bathrooms with an airport kind of (laughs) situation. This kind of has that. Proud of our bathrooms, isn't that funny to say? (laughs) This kind of gives you that vibe of like a like a cushy. It kind is. of airport terminal where you have tons of seating and people can, can relax. Uh, question is, do you have charging port ports there? We do not. All right. <laughs> we are talking right now about installing them, but we do not. I okay. Know. That was the first I thing know. that Look, my mind I literally had it. We had a walkthrough this week. Okay. How much would it cost to put a charging port there? Because we all live in that world. I mean, my battery's way it's at 51 percent and it's only 12 o'clock i know you gotta plug up <laughs> uh, okay so we got that photo and then this one I, I obviously i saved this one for the last because it's the bayou beanery uh image so that right there you have Man. basically you're looking at the the front of it with the, the logo on the back the logo is really cool yeah. uh i like that you incorporated the the uh the name of the church obviously yeah. the beaneries I, I like that um and then just to know that rev is a part of it and then caroline's cookies and Whatever else y'all got up y'all sleeves for that. But um, 
it's 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 just it's a it's a novelty, I guess, to have a coffee shop. But it I mean, oh, some people necessary. can't live without it. Almost almost to the point where they need coffee just as much as they need. Sure. God. Look, it's about it's about creating an environment and creating space for people to connect with each other and connect with God. Yeah, the service is important, obviously, but so is that time before service and after service to look people in the eyes and go, man, how you really doing? How you how can I pray for you? What's going on? Encouraging one another, meeting new people. Right. Like, I mean, we've, <laughs> this is by no means a promise, but we've had people meet their spouse at our church. Like, that's like, yes, that is awesome. Well, yeah. Right. So you'll meet it's new better people. Better than a bar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it can be. Look, I mean, I know some people met in a bar. We'll, we'll and they, take they're it. probably happy. Right. We'll take it. Yes. Right. But um, you meet all, not just, you know, I've met, there's a guy in our church who changed my life. Uh, one of the things that I've uh, gotten into is, is running. Um, here in Acadiana and love doing it. Um, well, I met him at the church. His name's Hunter Romero. He, he became my running coach. He's an Iron Man. He, we joined a small group together. We literally met Cole Turk. Like, oh, what's your name? My name? He said, my name's Hunter. I was like, oh, my name's Sean. He's like, oh, you got a small group? I was like, no, I'm actually looking for one. So we jump into a small group together. I found out he's an Iron Man. He's like, hey, Lafayette's got a, a marathon coming up. I was like, what's a marathon? And he literally has g- given me something that I love to do and has changed my life. And it happened because I met him at church, right? Like there's so many relationships. People have found jobs or they found employees to hire at the church. So that time to fellowship before and after is important spiritually, relationally. I mean, it's that space is valuable. So we have created a great space for people to connect with other people and to connect with God. That's the purpose of the Bayou Church. Awesome. Cool, man. Okay, look, let's go ahead and let people know um, the grand yeah. opening is uh, this Sunday. Not this Sunday. Yes. Next Sunday, because the Sunday hasn't happened yet. Next Sunday, August 6th. Yep. Uh, what are the details that yeah. they need to know for that? So the grand opening is August 6th. It's a Sunday. Our normal service times at 8 o'clock, 9.30, and 11 a.m. But obviously, you can come any Sunday. You can come this Sunday, July 30th. You can come on August 13th. And we've got some incredible things planned. This isn't just a one-day event. It really kicks off this fall where we've got incredible things planned for every single age group in people's homes. Um, And so the big grand opening is going to be a a big party. Um, The following Sunday is what we call Educator Sunday. We get to invite hundreds of educators right before they go back to the classroom. Mm-hmm. Bless them with a gift. Like they need a, they need it. A tangible gift to say. Well, oh, tangible. Okay. I mean, like, they need they need prayer to, to <laughs> help them, right? Yes. So we bl- we don't just bless in You notice Jesus didn't just bless in word. He blessed in physical tangible ways as well. And so we do the same thing. We, we're going to bless our educators, then we're going to pray for them, encourage them, and we've also uh, we're going to have a really fun moment in service where we, we do a parody. We take a really popular song that everybody knows, and then we kind of rewrite the lyrics yep, yep. and make it a fun song to, to tell them, hey, we're behind you. We know teaching is hard, um, but we've got your back. And so if there are any educators listening, they're welcome to come August 13th. Every Sunday, we've got something special planned um, this fall. It's going to be a really exciting time. So we'd love them to come out to the grand opening August 6th. Um, but uh, any Sunday, they're welcome. All the details are available on our website, thebayouchurch.org. Um, it's a special place. We love uh, getting to serve people. We love getting to follow God and where he's leading us, and, and we love this community as well. Awesome. Well, cool. I got the website up there, too, Great. just in case people awesome. need to see it. Uh, but I have it backslash decades, but still, they'll... That's fine. Yeah, yeah. you can find it. So, um, yeah. 
other than that, man, this is uh, quite the construction uh, feat that I've, I think a lot of people have been watching because it's right on Kali Saloon. Mm-hmm. And I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversations about everything leading up to this point. And so hopefully, um, if I'm able to this week, I'd like to swing in and Please. get some photos and Please. stuff. Um, and then, yeah, share it and hopefully do that before next Sunday. So to kind of, because I know there's there's so many people in this community that do go to church that already kind of have their home church, but there's a lot of them that you may be either looking for another church or they don't have a church I, at all. Can I say this? Sure. This is really important. <clears throat> if someone has a home church, um, invest there, put down roots there, invest there. <laughs> it's so easy to church hop. Yeah. There are people coming oh, to the yeah. bayou from other churches. There are people who leave the bayou and go to the churches. Look, church hopping is a consumeristic mindset that we don't encourage. If someone doesn't have a home church, we would love for them to come uh, to the Bayou Church. But if someone has a home church, we want them to invest there. Make that God's called you there to to make it as awesome as it can be. And there's some incredible churches here in Acadiana. There there's really all, are. There's, I there's love a bunch, so yeah. many of the churches here. But if someone doesn't have a home church, um, we would love for them to come check it out and pray and ask God if God wants them to make that their home church. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, that is all we have. Uh, I enjoyed the conversation. Uh, I can tell that your gift is speaking. (laughs) Uh, It comes across, like I said, very well. Um, I think uh, I've heard this term only from my pastor is an orator. Hmm. I think it's the term. (laughs) Yeah, the the technical term. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So to to be someone who can deliver a message effectively is a gift because like there are times where I I'm speaking, especially in a podcast, and I'm just like I feel like I'm fumbling <laughs> so hard on trying to convey what I'm trying to my thoughts are, and it just doesn't come out. So, it, especially in front of a crowd or in front yeah. of hundreds of people, yeah. being able to keep your mind set, yeah. focused <laughs> uh, is, is is wild. And Appreciate then that. look before we close, we got yeah. another comment. Somebody yeah. says, go "Is it free it. to go there?" Lord, what is up with that? <laughs> it's free. It's free. It's free. Like, no, what's up? Abs- it absolutely is free. Like I said before, w- those of us who call the Bayou Church home, we've already given yeah. so that it can be free for okay. them. We want them. Here's here's what I say from stage: <clears throat> is uh, to our first time guests, we don't want you to give. We truly, we've already given for you. We only want you to receive. We well, that's what we want want you to focus on. So we've already given for you. We only want you to receive. So yeah. 8, 9, 30, and 11 every Sunday morning, and there's even more other days of the week. So come and check it out. It's a special awesome. place. Yeah, and that same person is delivering another comment, and I, I see where he's going with this now. Sorry, Kevin. But I will add, sure, tell it. you the comment. He says, what kind of plane do you have? Plane do I have? Yeah. Uh, the, the plane that I have is my five-year-old son's little toy plane. Yeah. <laughs> you can come walk out with me. I got my 2009 Honda Pilot that I drive. I'm, I'm not in this for the money. Okay, hundred uh, yeah. percent. Well, I, I already have a feeling that there's going to be other comments from them, it's and okay. and it's fine. Look, and if you if you guys just do decide to chime in on the comments, which you probably won't, but if you do, feel free to uh, provide information, and sure. you you be the the voice sure. for your church. But uh, other than that, um, I have lunch plans. Yes. I'm getting hungry. Uh, speaking of food earlier, I'm going to go spend something. I'm using points. I'm using points. <laughs> I have an app, but uh, I am. I, I do have to get lunch. So um, 
Sean, it was great talking to you about this project and just to see it kind of come to fruition mm -hmm. and how it came to fruition. Um, really cool. Um, and I wish you guys all the best with it. And so hopefully you reach more people that need it and need help and hopefully save lives, of course, um, with the process. So anyway, with that, uh, you. hopefully you have a great weekend. It's Friday. Awesome. Uh, and hopefully you have a great grand opening. And I look forward to hearing about it. Thank you, Ben, very much. All right, guys. Well, that is it. And I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'll have the audio version up at some point. I have several episodes to edit, but um, we'll have that up. Anyway, enjoy your weekend and we'll see you in the next one.